Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. We are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, we have a doozy tonight. I can't wait to get into this topic. Great. I can't wait to hear it. Awesome. Do we want to hit the dedication first? Yeah, let's hit the dedication. So tonight's dedication is going out to our neighbors. Your neighbors, my neighbors, our listeners' neighbors. It's that time of the year where everybody's going to start getting outside a little bit more and a little bit more friendly to each other, but that doesn't negate the fact that we always need to be neighborly to each other and look after each other. Very nice. I like it. All right. Here is our Dear Doula question. Dear Doula, I'm sitting here waiting for an apology and it simply isn't coming. What do I do now because everything just seems stagnant and all out of sorts? Oh, that is a doozy of a question. Right? I love it because I absolutely love talking about the art of the apology. Yeah. Is the apology for you or for the other person? Right. You know, I think that first, that's a distinguishing factor. If this person is sitting back waiting on the apology, (laughs) she thinks the other person needs to apologize to her. I always find it interesting when people think they're owed an apology. Yes. Right? Yes. It's like a standoff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, an Old West standoff. Get your rifles out. Who's right. going to draw first? I think that even when there has been wrongdoing and it is recognizable, an apology, in my opinion, means... That someone is going to put forth an effort to do differently because they recognize that there is wrongdoing. So when someone says, as in our question, I'm sitting here waiting for an apology. So the person who has been wronged clearly understands or sees that there is wrongdoing. But the person doing the wrongdoing, one may not know, see, understand the wrongdoing, or if they do know it's wrong, may not be sorry. That's absolutely right. I mean, one, you cannot make people feel a certain way. Correct. Say certain things. Mm -hmm. And if you do have that quote-unquote power, (laughs) what, what they're doing and saying is not authentic. It's just lip service. Right. So do you just want someone to say they're sorry so you can hear it, but then turn around and treat you the same way? No, that you can't. You can't do that. Right. You know, so I think it's an apology for me is, or let's just say if I did someone wrong and I apologize, Mm -hmm. that really is because I'm ashamed of what I did. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's an area for me to grow, reflect on. And as you said, time will tell the sincerity of my apology because my actions will change. That's right. And that's what is important is that the actions change going forward. So do you want the apology for yourself? Like, what is she sitting back and waiting on? Why does she or he you know, being stagnant, waiting on an apology? Why can't they continue to just go on? Or initiate a conversation about 
her responsibility in this situation. That's a good point. Right? So I think about if I have been wronged, when I've been wronged, and what I could do about that situation. And I don't often think I'm owed an apology because, again, I want an apology to be the effort of changed behavior. So, and and I, as you mentioned, I have no power to change someone's behavior. But what I can do is say, hey, listen, I want to have a conversation about what just happened. I want to have a conversation about the way that I've been treated. And I would like to see you do differently because I don't want to be treated this way. And if this treatment continues, then I can't be around you or I can't, you know, whatever. Like, put some boundaries up so that you're not in a situation where you're sitting back and waiting for someone to apologize because they've been treating you in a way that you don't find acceptable and that you are looking to control or move their behavior. Because that may just never, ever happen. But maybe, again, this person also who's sitting and waiting for the apology may not under, may, may not define apology the way that you and I define it. Again, for me, it's the effort of doing differently because the person who has done the wrong understands that they have done something wrong, that they have you know, insulted, offended, hurt someone else, and they are going to do differently in the future to not repeat that and that there's remorse there. They don't want to do that again because they don't want to hurt someone intentionally or unintentionally. Yeah, and the the thing too is the communication. Mhm. That is key. You know, it's not a ping-pong game. You say something that I say something, I say something, you say something. It's you are free to say something at any time and it's important to immediately say whoa wait a minute i felt like this when this happened Mm -hmm. and i need you to understand that that has impacted this in this certain way but to just sit back and in my mind, I'm picturing they're sitting back with their arms folded, so they have closed language. They're just like, bring it on, right. I'm ready to fight. That is not going to serve you right. or the other person. Exactly. It really is the communication. So it's, yes, bring it up and talk about it mm-hmm. and say, you know, I feel this way and it hurt me this way. And like you you mentioned, moving someone's behavior. Mm -hmm. No one can move my behavior except me. That's correct. And it has to be my choice to do that. Mm -hmm. So many times when we have conversations and we have communications, sometimes we can be agreeing on the same thing, but we're saying it in different ways, and so we think that we're in disagreement. Right. So it's really about have that conversation really listen with Mm -hmm. your ears open and one thing that that might be a tip is so that you don't talk over each other have something whether it's you know um you know like a a pen or something 
It's like, no, you can only speak when you hold this pen in your hand. Absolutely. You know, that way it can be heard. Mm -hmm. And the other person is, their lips are zipped because they don't have the pen in their hand. I think it is perfectly acceptable when sitting down and having a critical conversation is to talk about what the expectations are for the conversation and what it is that you'll do to get the most out of it. So how will we listen to each other? How will we know that we are hearing what the other is saying and not simply waiting for our turn to speak or coming up with our response and not really paying attention, right? Like just being reactive. But how will I take in what it is that you have to say? And that is active listening and that's an art so you have I mean you have to practice active listening and I think when there is an expectation for an apology when you have been wronged I think sometimes well I think you could reasonably assume that the expectation that might come with that also is really muddied with a lot of assumption around what the other person is doing in a lot of areas. Just, again, if you're just sitting and you're waiting for someone to come and correct something, but you're, again, not taking any responsibility for, this is why I'm upset, this is what has happened, this is how it made me feel, this is what it did to me, this is the impact that it had, those are things that you can readily identify and take ownership of and nobody can take that away from you. You can correct that. You can change that and you can not even give that away to someone to impact negatively. You can change that around for yourself. I'm hoping that our listener who gave us this question hasn't been waiting for years because I also think about Whoever wronged her may not even be the same person today as when the wrongdoing happened. Because then, what does that apology mean? I think about the biggest wrongdoing that has happened to me. I I wouldn't want an apology from that person if I don't know that person today. Because it won't mean anything. Yeah, and the thing too about sitting back and waiting years months for an apology Mm -hmm. is you're missing out on all this other part of your life so get on with it Mm -hmm. you know get on take responsibility for your portion of it communicate with the other person and you've got to move on and get on with it Mm -hmm. because you are killing time and that's something you'll never get back I agree I have often been reminded in yoga uh, with a pose that I absolutely love and one of my favorite instructors does often and is probably one of the only instructors that does this. Maybe it's just the type of class that I really gravitate towards. But there's a pose in yoga and it's humble warrior, Jill. And it one, I like the pose, but I also just like the idea of being a humble warrior. And I think about... You know me, Jill, I am not without fault. And the many times that I have apologized 
I want to do better and I have to really think about the effort that I need to put forth. And I try to express that when I do apologize so that it's not just, oh, I'm sorry or I apologize. It is, I am sorry for this action. I understand this was the impact and this is what I am committing to doing differently moving forward so that who I have wronged understands that I do know what I have done and I am sincerely trying to do differently when issuing this apology. And I just am often drawn back to being in yoga and thinking about I will fight to change things that are hurtful to other people because I know that when I am hurt by others, I, I would love to see a change, but I need to be involved in making that too. So if I can be an example. And so I just like this thought of humility, being humble, but also fighting for what you want. And so that concept of humble warrior just really resonates with me. And I hope that maybe that helps other people that it's okay to fight for what you want, but also show some grace, give yourself some grace, and be an example for what you want from other people. Oh, I couldn't say that any better. That is perfect. Because number one, none of us are perfect. Right. We are going to continue to stumble, but we're going to know how to pick ourselves back up. And that is what we have to concentrate on is we're better every day and that we are only defined by what we tell ourselves and no one else and that we can be the ones to communicate our needs and communicate our sorries and how we're going to live a better life. Absolutely. With that, until everyone has hope, here's your weekly dose. Bye-bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at two Gen Xers and a mic. That is the number two, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.